to advertise email podcast at thisismechi.com. Release yourself from order and logic and enter a new place. It's not work. It's not home. Here, no maps have been drawn. No books have been written. Nothing is certain. Everything is possible. Welcome to Podcast and Chill with Magic. I'm assuming this doesn't end well. Two wins out of two for the box in France and two of the Premier League's most successful clubs continue to struggle and we will be down to two remaining by the time Sunday rolls by in the MTN8. This is Onside ZA powered by Betway. Get way more. Now use the affiliate code when you do join on the Betway app Onside ZA, that's Onside ZA, the affiliate code, which really helps us out as a team to keep bringing you this content. And it also gives you the opportunity to make your money on the Betway app. It really is a great way to take opportunity with small bets uh, using a multi-bet feature to really get a chance to earn big. So if you do your research and you get your results right, you can really earn well on the Betway app like SuperSub did last weekend so welcome to onside za we are here in the betway stadium i know it's not a stadium i know that <laughs> mm-hmm. but we can call it what we want welcome to the show len moleko how's it how's it sorry i was looking at my bets for the champions league um so far so good so far so good Seppi Worldwide, thank you for joining us hi darling thank you and mr betmaster himself super sub thank danke, you for joining danke. us betmaster He's the only one who's actually won some money because you lost me money. Yeah, and can we anyway. just talk about how Super Sub and myself, I only got one uh, match wrong, but Super Sub is the only person in this room right now that deserves an applause. Danko. Um, speaking of only getting one result wrong, mm-hmm. if you bet on six or more fixtures, uh, you, you get your money back. Uh, opportunities on Betway, depending on the odds of the results that you've bet. Dope. So it's a really good opportunity that if you do want to do a multi-bet, mm. something small, guys, like 20 Rand, can get you a really big result, especially if the odds are over 1.5 for the results that you've picked. So if one just lets you down, great uh, feature in the Betway app, the money win. back thing. You still you get your money back, it's still a win, and you go again next week, you know? Yeah. So um, guys, let's start off now. Uh, let's keep it local. Mm. PSL results Wednesday night. Super sub is sad. <laughs> PSL <laughs> results Wednesday night. Len Moleko, uh, Super Sport United versus Chiefs. Because we'll get to why Super sub is sad in a little bit. Len, yeah, um, <clears throat> it's a bit of a. I don't want to call it a catch twenty two per se because if you are Chiefs. Are you really going to be sad against, or well, with losing against Super Sport United? And the reason for that utterance is you find yourself in a situation whereby on tomorrow, Saturday, uh, you are going up against Sundowns in the second leg of the MTN8. You have a 50 50 chance of making it through. Just don't play a draw, just try to score a goal um, or score two goals. If they score two goals, you are through. So, league-wise, you know Sundowns is miles ahead of you. The closest thing you have to almost neutralize your supporters is winning the MTN8, which I have said in previous episodes, is most likely the easiest cup to win 
in South African football. Hmm. So I don't think Chiefs will be will lose too much sleep per se for losing against Supersport United because I think the most part of the 2020 vision is for the MTN aid return leg against Sundowns. And then perhaps a top six in the league or something along those lines. Top six should be the ambition, right? In terms of the quality of the sides who are currently running away with it, we're talking about Supersport United, Orlando Pirates, Sundowns. Uh, Cape Town City Golden also Ar- doing quite well. Golden, Golden Arrows, Arrows actually, yeah. currently. Yeah. But I mean, if you're thinking over the course of a long season, who Chiefs would be keeping in mind uh, for, for who they should be as competition? Because they'll imagine they've had a slow start. Recent fixtures have shown an improvement in form with some results, but obviously still falling short on the results side, but definitely improvement on form. Tepi, um, I mean, you're nodding your head. Supersport United, too good for Chiefs at the moment. Generally, Supersport United is a formidable team. So, and, you know, I'm actually applauding um, Supersport because they come from Botswana. They played in the CAF Confederations. They were still able to come back and go up against, you know, Akaza Chiefs. So, you know, big shout out to them. I would have expected them to have scored more than one. So that also is an indication that Kaza Chiefs is not, you know, in the gutter as, you know, most people might have thought in the past. You know, they do, they are making great strides. Mm. And I think it's a bit of a bittersweet encounter um, for Coach Gavin Hunt, considering that the news came out a couple of days ago about him losing um, Luke Fleers, you know, and, and also just that story on its own you know, how he went over to, to, to Kaza Chiefs. And, you know, it's a bit, you know, here nor there. Because, I mean, I'm going to quote something that Gavin said. And he says, well, I was quite happy for him to stay, but obviously he wasn't partaking. And the club felt that we got four centre-backs now. If he wasn't happy, I wasn't part of the agreement and what actually happened in the meeting. So it seems as though what normally happens at Supersport is that Coach Gavin does not really have much of a say on the goings and comings. You know, but he keeps who he keeps and he just, you know, shows soldiers on. So a big shout out to Sports United, but also um, it was nice to see Kune, you know, mm. be a shot stopper mm. again after such a long time. And um, we can't say that Kune is still not one of the best coach um, um, goalkeepers in the country. Well, it is so, heritage, man. Uh, <laughs> wow. Len, you're putting your hand up, but I'm going to get to you because I want Super Sub to have an opportunity to weigh in on this before <laughs> yeah. we move on to the next fixture. Yeah. Um, Chiefs versus Supersport United. Obviously, Supersport's doing really well. We've spoken about Gavin Hunt. Is he working wonders with Supersport United in terms of all of the limitations that that's uh, in his way? I mean, we're still talking about stadium issues at this point of the, mm-hmm. Se- mm-hmm. Of the season. Look, with Coach Gavin, um, one of the things that I think is one of his strengths is that he can take any player and turn them into, into gold, basically. He, he gets those rough Definitely. diamonds and... He's a Zamazam. <laughs> he's an excellent coach he's an excellent coach and one so of the most de- he can decorated. work with any player young old he, he can turn around things mm-hmm. for himself so i think uh, losing that player um it's not gonna be much of a deterrent for, from his um ambitions you know yeah but, and uh, considering that the player was not really playing you know and look i guess what comes around goes around you know remember what happened with Zukamanja, how they got him from orlando pirates Mm-hmm. It had to be a Pirates thing. No, <laughs> it's just personal, this thing. No, <laughs> but hey, 
we also thought, oh, we've got Zugamanja for the season, and then <laughs> off you went to Super Sport, you know. But Zugamanja, remember, was at Bitvest, and actually Gavin coached Zugamanja before he went to Paris. Not for sure, we know so that. So he was really his child to start with. But when he left, he was an Orlando Paris player. He was yeah. still contracted to us. Yeah. You know? But yeah, yeah look, uh, I'm happy for Coach uh, Coach Gavin. You know, mm. I think uh, he came close to to challenge Sundowns uh, the previous season, and uh, look, it looks like this season as well is gonna is gonna have um, his chance again. You know, to to, to challenge Sundowns. He might. Might. Yeah, he might. He it's might. a big might. At the way things are looking, yeah, no, who's it's... going to challenge Sundowns? Uh, yeah, look. Which... Yeah, we can say who's the closest. We can't say who's going, going to, to because... Who's going to be the bridesmaid? They are... They, yeah, because there was leagues ahead. Yeah, there was their fixture. For me, Orlando Pirates losing to, to Mamelodi Sundowns was... Yeah, was, uh, was a hard one for me because this was an opportunity for Orlando Pirates to... To get those points, you know, because we are far behind because of Kev, you know, and you're mm -hmm. playing against Mamilo Sundance. Winning against Mamilo Sundance, it boosts your confidence, you know, and you you narrow the gap, you know, and now it just increases the gap. And I don't think, you know, I'm I'm more inclined to say like, you know what, it, the league is gone. You, you can. Mama's league. Hey man, you know Sundance is so far, and if we we can win, we cannot win games like uh, the Wednesday one, you know. We're not going to challenge Sundance. You know, you have to be the best to be the best. Okay, so, I was going to ask us to move on to that, but seeing as we already have um, Orlando Pirates versus Sundowns, Wednesday night's fixture, uh, Sundowns coming out 1-0 winners from an early-ish penalty and then didn't apply insane amounts of pressure on Pirates. Yep. I think in terms of dominance, especially in the second half, Pirates had majority of the opportunities mm. in the second half but not many really clear-cut opportunities in terms of the, the final third of action. So great build-up play from Pirates, putting a lot of pressure on Sundowns, mm. but then the final delivery, not quite there. The final decision-making in that, that last attacking opportunity, not, not quite there. On yeah, no, definitely. Look, and Sundowns is just so difficult to penetrate. It's, it's just well-oiled, you know. Those players find each other, you know, they, they hold position very well. And I, I, I felt like Paris did not get to break their play. You know, Sundown was so fluent. And if you can't stop, especially that midfield trio mm -hmm. of your Allende, um, Bule and um, Mukwena. Yeah. If you can't stop that trio, just forget about winning against Mamelody Sundance because that's, that's the engine of Mamelody Sundance and that's where things happen. You know, Allende just feed on to your, your, what you call Zwane and, and that's where you actually win the game. If you want to beat Mamelody Sundance, you have to stop that trio. What about the, what about Baloney? And I mean, we were watching this match, um, you know, on Wednesday, and you mentioned that. But why was a certain player, Unlondo, not included in the in the starting eleven? Yeah, for me, I think Baloney is a great player, but I just feel like this game was much of a bigger stage for him. True. As a first game for Orlando Pirates, I think this game was just too much for him. He needed to, you know, maybe come come in the second half, you know, settle the nerves a little bit, but. To, to start him in that game, I could see in the first half we made a couple of mistakes. Not because yep. he's not a good player. You can just see he's not comfortable. It's the jitters. He's the jitters of a game yeah. like, of that magnitude. So I, feel, I felt the coach maybe, he might have got it wrong there. He should have started maybe with uh, with Ndondo, which we, I don't know what's happening. Maybe he picked up a, a, a knock 
but nothing was said. But I just felt like uh, Baloney was, um, he was, he's a great player, but I felt like the stage was just too much for him. Len, you had something to say about, um, and, and I interrupted you and we've already moved on fixtures, but you had something to say about Chiefs, Supersport United. Oh yeah, that was about Gavin actually. Um, I think more than anything, <clears throat> and you'll see the rate of success, uh, in contrast to what Tepi mentioned, mm. I think Gavin has a lot of influence into the players that actually go into his side. Uh, not sure what the structure is like at Supersport United now, Mm -hmm. But you look at a lot of signings that he makes, uh, he will always tell you that, yo, the market is crazy. There's crazy monies that are being asked. So I go into the market, look for free agents. Yes, he does not do the deals, but I think he almost sort of like identifies who he wants. Uh, is it Jose Ferreira, who was the CEO of Bidvesvitz, mm -hmm. if memory serves me okay. correctly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Given you, given by the looks of things, would tell Jose like, "Yo, this is what I'm looking for. Don't spend money. Look for the free ones." Mm. Um, Given goes looks for the free ones, and 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 he's always willing to let go of players that is like, "Hey, we're not gonna fight for this one. If the money does not allow, it's okay." And you look at the youngsters that he's brought into the side. Mm. Um, Bezaidenhood. Mm -hmm. uh, is it Bezaidenhood? Yes, it is. Yes, it is Bazaidenhood. The one who scored in the 1 1 draw against Khaboroni United. In Botswana, yeah. In the Kev Confederation Cup. Um, shame. He almost had a he almost had a he had a brilliant chance, but unfortunately he slipped. And there's the other kid uh, who's 18 years old. He was called in the preliminary by a Fana squad. Um, of Nigerian descent, but he chose to represent South Africa. Yes, sir. Um, the name just escapes uh, Yeah, me I now. remember him, yeah. Yes. So Given works with what he has, and he knows to how to work with what he has. The difference with what happened with him at Chiefs, which is my speculation, is that... Igodaro. Huh? Yeah, Igodaro. That's him, yeah. The youngster the from... The Nigerian. The one who plays for Bafana. That you, that you. Nigerian, Ediosa. South African boy. Ediosa. No, man, it's... Sorry, you just said the second name Ediosa, Igodaro. Okay. Yes. So, at Chiefs, I think there were too many, too many fingers in the pie, spoils, or what, what, what? The how broth, does that phrase yes. go? Yeah, to, too many too chefs many spoil the pot or whatever. Spoil the but, broth, yeah. Uh, yeah, look, I get what you're saying, and I don't think that was the point that we were making, that Gavin, Gavin has power and influence, but I think what he lacks is support from the team. And th what, that's why I was saying, does he work wonders with what he's given? Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? That, that was really the real question. Yeah. It's not that he, is he given the power, does he not have influence over the team, things like that. He doesn't have the support necessarily. He certainly makes sure that he has the influence and he has the power of decision-making when it comes to his players and how they play um, because you see a lot of consistency in that. Um, but in terms of what he does in, with what he has to work with, he he's has resourceful. to be commended on that. Yes. Absolutely. He's I resourceful. think that's absolutely the word yeah. is he's, he is resourceful. So in, in terms of like when, 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 when you're a coach, right? If the general manager, the director of football or whatever you call the president, yeah. they're the ones who sign the checks. Mm. You come with your wish list. Yes. But I think for the longest time, 
Gavin has not really been in a side whereby he was able to go buy the best out there. He found what he made the best for the rest to buy. That's it. Yeah, and but that's, that's what I was saying. saying is resourseful. It's resourceful. You it can know, work with a, with a tight budget. Okay, exactly. guys, for the sake of time, yeah. let's move on. Exactly. Um, another he, um, team. Just one second. He probably goes to Stan Matthews and says, Stan, I would like to have this and that and the other. And Stan says to him, look, you can only have this. And he says, okay, cool. I'll just make a plan. You know, that's exactly how it works. Yes, yeah, um, he probably, I mean, like many football clubs, you you need a defensive midfielder and there are sort of three available on the market. And it's like, look, I want one of these three if we can get them. And it's like, look, at the moment, we can't get yeah, this one, this one, but let's try and get him. Uh, I want to hold on to these players. Look, they don't want to stay. Cool. If they don't want to stay, that is life. That is football. Let's move on Shut and then we make move. another plan. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I can't say enough good things about Gavin Hunt personally. Yeah. Let's move on to another team that's impressing. I'm a Zulu turning the corner. Hey, that Why one is I a did? nice one. <laughs> Fresh in the pen. Two games in a row. Mm -hmm. Chiefs did it. Yeah, look, I mean, if you look at where Amazulu were, you know, they were struggling to score, you know, coming and score three goals, two in the stoppage time. You know, you can see it's a team that is hungry. And you, you, you could tell on the celebration, it felt like they've won the Premier League, you know, and mm -hmm. I think that win is going to go a long way for them in so, terms of their confidence. A good feeling to score two stoppage time goals. Yeah, definitely. And may I just highlight that um, these two stoppage goals happened... Um, because of uh, a new player, by the way, who is from Ivory Coast, from Cote d'Ivoire, um, Junior Dion. Mm. And um, he only started playing for Amazolo this last season, the 2022-23 season. And in fact, he scored five goals in last season and he scored two now. He's a young man and it looks as though he wants to cement his place in Amazolo. In fact, if it's not Junior Dion, there's another one called Uchidi coming from Nigeria. So those are the two... Um, you know, firecrackers. And I see them doing quite well because I saw when they replaced Chidi, then they substituted him with um, Dion. And that's when he came in and really, really made a, a, a spectacular impact on mm. in, in the match. So, you know, look out for those two. They are doing um, wonders. Super sub, Ben Machuare. Mm. Yeah, look, I think he was not getting game time. Machuare, mm. Yeah, he was not getting game time. And as a player, he's 32. He was getting frustrated. You know, I think a loan move makes sense. You know, I think Amazulu, it's a perfect fit for him, you know. With the window closing today, registered in time. Yeah, he can he can still play this coming weekend. Mm. No, 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 no. He won't, oh, he won't play because they're yes. not in MTN 8. But yeah, he, yeah, I think it's a good move overall for him. He's a great player. I think he deserves to be playing. Unfortunately, the amount of players that are at Paris, they're just like, world class yeah and i don't think that he's had the best of luck and the best he was not as instrumental i mean it does come with a lot of experience but i mean joining orlando paris from budvis first when the whole saga happened yeah, yeah and i mean we saw him score two goals here and he is a midfielder so we're not expecting that much yeah. but you know the, the the previous season i mean he went home with not even a single goal so that could have also you know um, contributed to um, um, who's the coach of Orlando Pirates? Uh, Riviera. Jose, not Jose. there we go. Not wanting to then have him as a you know a standard um, player, but I mean Motswari deserves you know some play time still. He's thirty two, so he still has a couple of years. Yeah, you know. And so if let's you look see. at that midfield, I mean, mm. 
if you look at Ndlondlo, he's been very instrumental. If you look go. at Monare, he's, he's been, he's, they've been playing their socks off and mm-hmm. they've been making things happen in the midfield. And yeah. it's difficult for, it was difficult for him to crack into the starting 11, you know, and I think the loan move just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But a big shout out to him, man. Um, we wish him the best. I think he's going to be quite instrumental, Emma Zola. I don't think that, you know, compared to London Paris, he's going to have that amount of pressure. And I think that's what he needs right now. Okay, let's move on to the other side of the table. Can Sean Bartlett <laughs> survive this? Cape Town Spurs, six games, six losses, three goals. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to hear Len. We, we spoke so glowingly about Cape Town Spurs before the season started. Six games is now, I mean, you can, when you're three games into the season, look, it's the start of the mm. season. There's lots of season to come. Now it's starting to get very concerning. Len? Is, this, is the lightning striking twice, Len? For, for Sean? Mm. Look, I... It's difficult. I think the style of football that he's playing is not really conducive to what modern day football is. He's playing that Sam Allardyce rocket football type style. Mm. Uh, A lot of teams have moved past that and it's very difficult to actually get results playing that kind of football. Unfortunately, he was not very, he was not extremely active in the market. It was more a case of him retaining what he has as new signings versus getting players of DSTV premiership quality. Mm. Uh, There was a lot of players that were on available on loan Mm. and all of that jazz. It could also be a case of Ari and uh, his brother having been out of the premier division for so long that they almost trying to approach it the same way that it was approached the last time IX slash Cape Town Spurs were Mm. in the premier league. Right now you need to do, you need to have a scouting process that a Sundowns has, that a Pirates has, that a Supersport United has. And no disrespect to Sean Bartlett, but it just looks like his players don't look like they're there. And yes, mixing experience with youngsters is not a bad thing, but it does not look like it's filtering down because you've got your Mortons there, you've got your Clayton Daniels there, but all the experience that they have garnered throughout the years does not seem like it's trickling down to the youngsters that that, that are at the, at, the, at the side. And... The only comfort I think they can take out of where they find themselves now is in 1999, Umtata Bushbacks found themselves in a similar position where they started the first six games without a win, but they finished mid-table. If they can emulate that, then mm. there's still room for them to survive. Um, yeah. Tepi? Okay. Yeah. Um, but we must also remember that um, the same Sean Bartlett um, was assistant manager for Kaza Chiefs. Um, and he was instrumental in, in, in the season. I believe it was a 2018, 2019 season. And he was able to get them into from eighth, if not ninth position, um, into like the top three 
in the following season. So he was quite instrumental in that part. And he has some, you know, experience when it comes to coaching. He's coached Botia's Galaxy and um, Golden Arrows as well. So he's always been an assistant manager. And I think that because now he is at the helm of um, Cape Town Spurs, he still might have, you know, certain aspects that he needs to, um, you know, just consider and also just, you know, mold, you know. I think that if he was to, or if Cape Town Spurs rather, was to employ a more sundowns type of setup where he's not necessarily an assistant, but he would have like a peer, and I'm talking a Rulani and Gombella type of situation, he would actually do much better. I think that he still struggles, um, you know, going from assistant his entire coaching career to then being the person who is running, you know. So I think that is just that other aspect. And also, like you've mentioned, that he does have a couple of younger players. Um, there's a young boy that I've been checking out um, that plays for um, Cape Town Spurs, and Buitumelo Khadiopone. And he comes from Orlando Pirates, and that's the other thing. I mean, he has players that I've checked most are coming from, you know, class, grassroots levels under 19, 23, and only then going to the top flight. And that's why he would he was mentioning that it's like they're not there because I still think that they lack the experience. And it would be nice to have someone else who is in the coaching structures who's going to then work hand in hand with him just so that there is a meeting of the younger ones and, um, you know, the older ones. And I think, you know, he still has something in him. If he was able to get this team promoted to the top flight we just need to give him a bit of a chance but they need to start doing something differently super uh super sub sean bartlett decorated career as a player mm, um, most premier league goals combined most premier league goals or tied most premier league goals mm -hmm. as a south african player when he's time at charlton athletic uh can he turn it around with that experience what do you think yeah look it's it's a very difficult one um because if you look at um Cape Town Spurs, uh, when they were playing at uh, Mutsipe Championship, towards the end, they get to, they score first, and their game management is poor. Mm. It's very poor. If you check a lot of games that Sean has lost, he had scored first. And for me, I think the players are also letting him down. It could be what Len has said, that he's got old players that can't give him the legs are gone, you know. Ma Ma Michael Martin played for Orlando Paris. I can't remember. <laughs> when, when was it? Panduka. You know. Nazir Ali is still there. You you you're going to 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 play in the, your back four. You've got Nazir Ali and Clayton Dinos. Those are old guys. I'm I'm not saying the blame is solely on them, but I'm just saying that I think he he needs fresh legs that can carry the team, you know. And I think it might be a little bit too late for him to turn around this ship, you know. I don't know if he's gonna be. I I, I think he's gonna be the first one to get the chop. Ooh. Moving on, MTN eight this weekend. Big news tomorrow, we will be joining you for a watch-along, another live watch-along. We know you enjoyed the first one. Uh, we will be with you, joining you for the Sundowns versus Kaiser Chiefs semi-final MTN8. Len Moleko, MTN8, the easiest competition to win <laughs> in, <laughs> in South African football. Not for Sundowns because they haven't won it much, eh? Yeah, look, uh, you must remember, I think, and I'm not making excuses for Sundowns. A lot of the teams that tend to win the MTN8 over the past couple of years, with the exception of Sundowns winning it, I think about two seasons ago, is if you don't have much commitments on the continent, it's almost easy to maneuver your way to the MTN8 because somewhere in between, if you look at the fixtures, there is the league starting 
MTN8, if you make it to the semis, before, after, there's international break, and then there's Scap. continental oh, yeah. commitments, mm-hmm. and then you go to the semifinals, and, 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 and. Uh, but the way Sundowns look like they set up now is I don't think they will lose sleep over not going to the final of the MTN8. Uh, I think Chiefs wanted more than Sundowns do. Mm. Uh, also presents a very good opportunity for Chiefs to almost... Win over the fans a little. Yeah, and steady the ship. Um, the Get players, some confidence in the yeah, side. The, the, players also need, the players also need the belief as well. Because, mm. like... And also, again, this is a catch-22. Is it a case of so close yet so far? Or is it a case of, ah, we lost in the semis anyway, it's cool. Like, I mean, let's just see if we can make top eight or we'll um, wait yeah. for other competitions and whatever type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, first prize would be go to the final and win the competition. Uh, Pirates are likely to beat Stelis, and I know we're going to get to that now. I genuinely think if Chiefs go through over Sundowns, then they most likely are going to go all the way to win the MTN8 and set the bar. And in doing that, I think they're actually going to open the playing fields because, yes, we know the league is gone. Yeah, no, I think the league is gone. But it opens (laughs) up. Whatever it is that's left, yep. I'm not saying it's scraps. No, mm-hmm. we can't look at the upcoming Black Label Cup as scraps. We can't look at the Netbank Cup as scraps. But it's like now it's the most on... difficult to win the Net, Netbank Cup, yeah. And besides the league, yes. Besides the league, yeah. It's like okay, cool. Um, now what? Now what? Who's gonna? And now it's not a case of like ah, okay, cool. Sundowns is gonna take everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, do join us for that game. Like we said, tomorrow we will be streaming live, a watch-along, where we'll be joining you uh, for that game, the standout fixture, 3 p.m. tomorrow, uh, Mama Lodi Sundowns versus Kaiser Chiefs. The first leg finished 1-1, if you do not recall. Um, Sundowns, a nil-nil draw would be good enough for them to go through. Um, but I think both sides will want to want to win it, and I think Chiefs should really be trying to go for a win, stay solid at the back. They should try not to concede. Yeah. Sundowns yeah. didn't look incredibly strong against a good Pirates side, but they got the one 0 win on Wednesday. And the night. thing about Kaza Chiefs, uh, Marco, if they're not going to do it for themselves, they need to do it for their fans. Yeah, the stakes are high. That's it. I mean, they have to, and I mean, they the trajectory is not one that is upward per se, Mm-mm. but they are slightly consistent. You start to see some improvements, and you know, some growth. It may be slight, but there is some type of growth, and um, I think that the Kadaji supporters would appreciate it. I still don't see. Um, Mamelodi Sundowns being walked all over by Kaiser Chiefs. No, good I think Mamelodi Sundowns is just going to go in there and just prove a point, considering also that a couple of days ago they won against Orlando Pirates. So they want to just make sure they destroy the, the, the Soweto Giants. So it's going to be an interesting encounter. I can't wait. And, and the first fixture, I think Sundowns were more dominant than the, the scoreline suggests. Precisely. Let's yeah. move on to the next fixture in the interest of time. Um, I'll let you start on this one, Super Sub. Your team, Orlando Pirates, going into that one. Sunday Day 3 p.m. Orlando Pirates hosting Stelis uh, with a 2-1 advantage. We just need to go there and win that game. We are at home. I think it's, I mean, we have to redeem ourselves, you know. The fans I will mean, be behind them. The, the fans Confidence will be behind them. should the, be there that you can yeah, 
we've you know. now lost two games in a row, which is very, very, very unheard of for Orlando Pirates this season, you know. So it's, it's sort of like we need to get back to winning ways. And I think it should be an easy one for us to, to win on Sunday, you know. I think uh, I think we are through to the final. We'll be, wait, we'll be waiting. So so it's a derby so final, is that what we're exactly, saying? Exactly, exactly. I think that would be fun. Like, so you know, no offense to any fans of Stelly's and Sundowns who are watching this, mm. but just in terms of, and and I'm not going to act like I'm in neutral, you'll see what shirt I'm wearing tomorrow, but uh, <laughs> a, a Soweto derby for the final would just be good for neutrals, good for fans of Chiefs and Pirates. And good for stats and also like, you know, Betway, it's going to be quite interesting. You have to be decisive in that one. I mean, if you're going to be betting on a prize, you're going to be betting on Kaza Chiefs. It's going to get crazy when it comes to the numbers. And especially towards the, the match, you know, it's going to get even more interesting. So it's going to be a good day for betting more than anything. Len, uh, you look, what's up? Flavor Gustav, no, what's No, I'm, I'm, I'm just listening to what you guys are saying. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think your parents will like, like, I can why hear are you this. acting like a stepchild? No, I can hear this. <laughs> yes, I am. It's a conspiracy against Sundowns and Staley's, no, yeah. Not even. Um, I think, look, Staley's, uh, Staley's there's no way they're going to overturn that result. Uh, I mean, if, uh, if Morocco Swallows can go to Cape Town, or with the Western Cape and come away with victory against Stelis. Mm. Uh, unless if Stelis had their one eye on the cup. And mm -hmm. they were like, you know what? We're just going to put our foot off the brake and let's just focus on the cup because this will, this will probably be their first cup final if they do make it through. Yeah. Mm. And... But the problem again is they need to score two goals. They need to, go to score two goals and hope that Paris doesn't respond, you know, and... Look, if Pirates responds with one, then the likelihood is that it's going to be... So respond with one, it's 3-2. No, no, no. If it's... If it's, it's both, it's 2-1-2-1. Two one, two one, two one, oh, 2-1, two one, one, yes. So it's... Uh, uh, even Stevens, it goes to penalties. What happens then? That's a gamble. And what I'm saying with... Oh, and with Sundowns as well, the way I watch them playing against Pirates in midweek... They did not even really look like they they were on third gear. And the last mm. time when Stelis did beat uh, Pirates in the opening game of the week of the league, yes, it was a home game for Stelis, and we mm. did mention that the smaller the pitch yeah. seemed yes. to now they're coming to Escodini. Yeah. yeah, so uh, yeah, I, my money's there as well. I, I, I think I, I honestly I think Pirates to go through um, a draw. Look, I think it's not it, going to be Because a it draws enough? I'm seeing Orlando Pirates scoring in that game, honestly speaking. I think it's so going to be a 2-0 win for Orlando two Pirates. 2-0 win? Okay. Uh, will be there? I'm not too sure. I thought Ngonjo was going to be here today, uh, on, on Wednesday, you see. But okay, Mtetwa, uh, by the time well, we're recording this, the transfer window Would obviously closed at midnight. Yes. So we'll have to wait for midnight for all the squads to be confirmed mm -hmm. and we'll update you on that in tomorrow's live stream Basically. before During the game the kicks stream, off yeah. so yeah mm -hmm. so let's move on uh it's time to jet around the world with tepi worldwide powered by betway <laughs> getway more if you do download the betway app and you are a first time user of it be sure to use onsite za as your affiliate code it helps us here 
Uh, and it helps the Betway people know that we sent you. So we'd really appreciate that you use that code as your affiliate code as first-time users on the Betway app. Teppi, let's jet around the world. What news do you have for us? I get so excited when you say jetting around the city. <laughs> <laughs> very nice this is a victory for everyone women really when it comes to football and uh, we have been talking about this story extensively and we have moved from the kiss of the south hop to you know what has transpired thereafter we're talking about spain we are in spain right now now you would remember that there was a dispute between the spanish women's um, national team and you know they had some certain grievances mm. and the story now is that um, a dispute between the spanish team and the royal spanish football federation appears to have reached a breakthrough after the two parties, along with the government's High Council of Sport, which is the CSD, come to a series of agreements. And one of the things that we're really, um, you know, unhappy about was, I mean, obviously, Ruby gender, Alice, yeah, yes, yeah. and gender equality mm. and pay and the like. Unfortunately, um, what happened is that the ladies had decided that they are boycotting um, the match. I believe they were going on to strike. play a match. There we go. The fixture was meant to be on Sweden, actually today later on today and they had said that they are not going to take part in this match if they are if their concerns and their grievances are not going to be heard or even resolved and it said here that um, you know 21 of the 23 players selected in the squad for the upcoming games like i said have agreed now to play Mm. and because the issues have been resolved, but only two then um, have decided that they are not going to continue They'll playing continue because they're that. saying that their issues are more complex than, you know, the, the other mm. 21. So it's a win mm -hmm. once again, but unfortunately, you know, the other ladies um, decided to leave the team. So that's going to be, you know, um, a bit of a, a sour, sweet, sour uh, moment, a bittersweet uh, moment for the ladies. But, you know, at least the Spanish um, um, Football Association is really doing something. And I think that most um, associations should be taking heed and, you know, leading um, when it comes to this one. And I'm saying this because another story, and this one came out a couple of days ago, I believe um, it came out on Wednesday, it says here that CAF has upped the ante for the men's team, the Super Cup tournament, but not for women participating in the CAF Women's Champions League. So it says here, and I'm just going to give you the numbers and then we can just discuss this. It says that the newly crowned Super Cup champions, we remember that we talked about this, we were unhappy about where the match was taking place. It was taking place in Saudi Arabia. And it says that USM Algier walks away now with 500,000 US dollars. So that's about 7.5 million South African rands after they win over al Ahly in Saudi Arabia. We remember this last week. This is an increase of 300,000 US dollars. So a good 4.5 um, increase from the previous years. The runners-up took away 250,000 US dollars, which is 3.8 million um, South African rands, doubling the, um, double than what was awarded in 2022. And with all of that happening, the, you know, the women um, competition... Um, you know, everything remains the same. Okay. Well, the money is different in Saudi. If yes. there's anything we've learned this year, the money is different yeah. in Saudi. Um, super sub? Yeah, look, I mean, why is the women's one uh, remaining the same, you know? Uh, Patrice needs to, to up it a bit, you know? We can't, yeah. And I mean, Patrice has already tried with Banyana and the whole situation. No. And, you know, it seems as though 
you know, if only one stakeholder is the one who is gunning and who is um, vying for, you know, equality, and I'm not even saying equality, there just needs to be a substantial mm -hmm. increase. If that's not happening, what about the other people? What are they saying? Yeah, and my issue is why is it women always at the back? Why can't it start with women? All those mm -hmm. changes as well to show that you are for women football, you know? Um, I think <clears throat> the structures are not necessarily in place. Uh, I suppose, yeah. Because if you look at it now, there isn't a women's CAF, yeah, women's CAF Super Cup. Mm. It's eight teams that are taken from different, mm -hmm. there's only a certain number of teams on the continent that have mm. uh, a women's side. Yes. Mm. In South Africa, we should commend the likes of uh, TS Galaxy, mm. Royal AM. Mami Lodi. Mamelodi Sundowns. And they are the reigning champions. Janine Van Veek, mm -hmm. FC, and all the teams that play in the in the in the in the in the in the in, the, in, in that the company. Yes, yeah. in the league. The, yeah. the women's league. The, the women's, women's league. league. Yes. <laughs> <Yes>. But <laughs> no, no, I was very away. Trust me, I was very away. But not enough is done. Um, you can't have your two biggest clubs. By virtue of support. Yeah. You can come for me. It's fine. Yeah. By virtue of support. And that's the big that I'm referring to. Not having women teams. I've got an issue with that. And for them to assemble women teams, it's a case of like, ah, okay, cool. We'll just go next door. For control. Go, go, go. Hey, can we borrow your women's team? And like, yeah, it will be our women's team. It's fine. Okay, sharp. That is not cool. Uh, do, do, do we really need all those teams to have women's team or do we need other players? I mean, players in a sense that do we need other owners out there, people that have money to invest in women teams? It opens, it, it, it opens the, yes, it opens it the gets field. easier if it's Chiefs or Orlando Pirates because they've got an infrastructure. But what I'm saying is where are the rich women out there that can actually step in and say, you know what, we want to do this, you yeah. know? But Sizana could have a team. But Sizana can have the team, yeah. you know? Huh? You guys have money. No, we're just giving an example. I mean, okay, they can yeah. come to. I ah, promise you, they can if they really wanted to. And that's if what they I'm are really about women no, empowerment. No, but but here's the thing, though. Um, there are with with regards to this, there's probably gatekeeping and what what. Uh, I mean, if we look at all the owners of the 16 Premier League team or oh, Premiership teams in this country, I think only two are owned by women. Uh, Matoma Dala, who owns Golden Arrows. No, no, Amazon yeah, is owned by um, Manzini. Yes. Oh, Zungu, sorry. Zungu. Zungu, um, Zungu. Um, yeah, it's Manzini. Zungu. Manzini Zungu, right? I think it's the, it's the claim. I think it's, it's something it, like that, yeah. yes. And then Mamkiz. Okay. Mm. Who else? Royal AM and... Uh, Golden Arrows. Lemon and Golden Lemon. Arrows, that's it. Yeah. Chiefs, Pirates, Sundowns. But that's what I'm saying. Sport, it would be in, so nice to see actually women in the forefront of ownership of those clubs because mm -hmm. what it does now it just feeding again to the whole narrative of men dominating the, the game you know what i'm saying Mara, okay let's con sorry guys let's continue this conversation in the comments below okay because yes. i want to for move sure. on for the yeah. sake of time because tepi yes. has one yes. more place for us to yes. jet off to i just wanted to say very quickly um i'm just going to give you some numbers here it says that the calf women's champions league winners in november 2023 will earn 400 000 us dollars while the men's calf league will take 4 million us dollars so that's 10%. That's what sure. the women are getting. That's shocking. Okay, yes. discuss in the comments below. Where Let's we, discuss. Where are we jetting off to next? Um, we are jetting over to Paris.
hey, this is a this is a nice warm holiday. Yeah. Um, so the Carter investment, okay, so I need to start this story over. So the legal champions are said to understand that the controversy around those, okay, wait, I need to start it from the beginning because this one has to do um, with um, a UEFA team, PSG. It is said here that they are now reportedly set to investigate three transfers made by PSG um, recently. And Let's once clarify again, the men's side. Yes, this will be talking yeah. about the men's side. It says here that the French giants, um, have had previous run-ins. Obviously, we know this. Financial fair um, play. Precisely. Mm-hmm. And um, it says that um, this prompted the French giants to be more mindful of their you know, spending habits in the past. Mm-hmm. However, PSG could now face punishment for three of their exits if the respective deals are found to be in breach of UEFA regulations. It says here that PSG are understood to have pocketed a combined 80 million euros, which is 1.8 billion um, South African rands from their exits, with Verratti and Diallo having signed for Al Arabi and the Draxa joining Al Ali SC earlier this week. So it seems as though once again it's going to be a matter of, you know, them being investigated because it seems as though they might be contravening financial fair play. Okay. And by the way, guys, and this is the one thing that, I mean, I went through the meaning of financial fair play and, you know, what the, what it um comp- what it means. But please, Marco, exactly in, in layman's terms, what exactly is it? Financial unfair play because unfair. it actually only benefits yes. clubs who are making money. So how the financial mm. fair play regulations work is that they tried to stop the cash injections of especially international investors creating a dominance in, for certain clubs in, within the European football union. Mm-hmm. So what it was targeted towards is ultra rich individuals who buy a football club and invest loads of their own personal money, changing the value system of the game. Things like wages, transfer fees, and things like that were greatly impacted by individual investors. The people who come to mind, Roman Abramovich, of course, the Qatari owners who moved on to PSG mm-hmm. and uh, the likes of Manchester City, etc., mm-hmm. which changed the spending value of the game. Mm-hmm. Now, however, the issue I have with financial fair play is that certain clubs who cr- generate a lot of revenue, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester United, these sort of clubs are now at a competitive advantage over clubs who are unable to generate the same sort of fees. So it was an attempt to stop overspending of clubs, but I think it has created a little bit of unfairness. So what it is, is a club puts forward their books for the year. We create this much revenue. You're not allowed to spend more than the amount of revenue than what you've made. And that is the basic gist of financial fair play regulations. And very, very quickly to conclude, it says here that Qatar Sports Investment, the QSI, is a main shareholder of the Parisian Giants, though, mm. and in their proximity to the Qatari clubs, it's now called into question. So they basically sold players to somehow a shareholder, and that's why they're going to be investigated. Finally, something, this one is the juiciest one, and I'm not going to stay. Um, spend too much time on it, but I found it to be quite interesting. It says here Ronaldo is going to get what is owed to him and is now taking legal action. Um, he used to play, you remember, for an, um, 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 Juventus. Italian giants Juve yes. are being sued by Cristiano Ronaldo. And go. this is now straight after a suit yes. by their former defender, um, Bonucci, Leonardo Bonucci, mm. who's mm. also taken legal proceedings against Juventus for unfair treatment and unpaid 
wages, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, this obviously coming Cristiano Ronaldo's ones uh, coming after Juventus' inability to pay him during the COVID pandemic. There we go. Um, Leonardo Bonucci announcing that any earnings that he will make off of the um, legal lawsuit against Juventus will go to charity. Really nice gesture from Leo Bonucci. So he just uh, feels hard done by the by Juventus club. Wants to get settled, but not for his own personal gain. It's, it's not a money issue. It's a principle issue. It's a principle issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that's the case for Ronaldo. No announcements as yet <laughs> from him. Uh, I think but he, he does should. a lot for charity. He, and he does a lot. Say, yeah, 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 yeah out of his issue, own like thing. Said. So yeah. it's probably a principle issue as well. Mm-hmm. Juventus, of course, uh, got docked a bunch of points in Serie A. Finished really low in the league because of it because of their uh, financial fair play misdealings. Mm. So they're already in financial trouble. So these lawsuits aren't a big help to the Italian giants. Yeah, and that's how we close it. Okay, so we've been to Spain, we've been to Italy, we've been to France, and we've been to Saudi. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much, Teppi Worldwide. You, that Tepe. was Around the World with Teppi Worldwide, <laughs> brought to you by Betway Getway. More use the affiliate code onside ZA when joining the Betway app. Uh, guys, that is that in terms of South African football. We touched a little bit on African football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to touch on one thing, Percy Tal. Yep. You know, doing great things at Al Ahly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a start of the season for him, you know. I mean, scoring a brace, mm. coming man of the match. Mm-hmm. He's just starting where he left off, you know. I think they're starting to embrace him even more in Egypt, you know. I think he's and the we star need, player. We need that sort of former head of uh, AFCON. No, definitely. I think it's going to go a long way. I mean, he's confident he's going to be up there, you know, when yeah. come January, you know. But good start for Pesci, I think. He's, he's making his name there. Okay, I think it's a good opportunity to uh, jet back off to our second home, the Premier League. Yes. Uh, Lyle Foster. Slightly less good weekend mm. for him. Ricard and Dota. Okay, depends what slightly good is. <coughs> slightly um, less good than Percy Tau's brace, a red well, card. Well, <laughs> is that, it's more than slightly, Len. Look, I mean, I mean he, he assisted the, 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 the equaliser. Um, he and he, he's been informed in previous games. He scored, unfortunately. Uh, the gremlin came out and said it was not a goal. But again, like Vincent Company came out and said, we need to understand that Lyle has been dealing with certain things in his life. Uh, so he's not going to kind of like punish him for that red card. It was silly what he did, it was. Mm. Yeah, no, it was very silly. silly what he did. He should have just kept his head calm and that elbow was not necessary. That was a red card all day. Mm. Ex- all right. Especially if you look at where their team is, you know, they're trying to get off that danger zone, you know. Mm-hmm. You need all your star players in the squad, you know. You can't be making those mistakes, you know. Unfortunately, you know. And the problem with that as well is on an extension of you need all your star players, uh, whoever it is that comes as a replacement and his return becomes much better than that of Lyle, it means now he's going to come off the bench as opposed to being a starter because he's been a regular starter. Yeah, yeah he, has to, he has to try yeah. and make his way back in so the squad. So he's in himself. Work his way back. Look, he, Lyle's still a young man, 23 years old. He just turned 23 at the beginning of the month. Um, so, he, you know, these sort of mistakes do happen in Not a player's definitely. career. 
but we we do feel for him here, and it is disappointing because he was really in a rich vein of form, mm. and now this can set him back, which is concerning. Now, a former English associate football referee, Mark Halsey, has stated that it was a poor decision to rule out the South African goal that could have been decisive in Burnley's 1-1 draw with Forrest. So do you guys not see anything wrong with the decision that was made via VAR? Are you all in unison uh, you know, to say that the decision was a good one? VAR is VAR. That's what I'm saying. If we look at the weekend in its entirety in the Premier League and the VAR decisions that were made, we will be here until we start. Watch along. Watch along tomorrow. So, nah. Okay. Yeah, no. It's 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 it look, is what it is. It's it's one of those things. <laughs> Again, understanding VAR, uh, I think it was in the which match was it? Was it the Sheffield United match? Hold on, guys. Can I call this a Len Maleko rant? Because no, 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 we do not, need it's one. Not, it's not, it's not. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you sure you're calm? Do you it's, need more beer? You're no, 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 it's okay. Okay. It's it's there was was it the Sheffield United match or was it the the Tottenham match where the ref went for a VAR decision, they called him once. I'm like, yo, mm. your decision, maybe you might want to relook it. Mm. He went and stuck with his decision. The penalty. Yes, it was the penalty. Yeah. I think that was the, which match was it? I remember that. Uh, in it was the Crystal Palace versus Villa game. Yes. Mm. Okay. Mm. Ref stuck with his decision. Yes, it was that one, yeah. And you ask yourself then, why, why, why do we have... What's the and point? Like, like if, and you look at it, it's, 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 you have to look at it quite a number of times. I'm not opposed to that, to, yeah, look, but the referee can still do that. To look at the screen. I prefer it than VAR decisions in their entirety. No, but because the I discretion is still with the referee. I agree. Yeah, that, and I, I much pre- and I, I feel that there's a greater volume of correct decisions made when the referee is called to the display mm. and he then makes the decision. So I know that in the interest of time, that's not the best uh, scenario. It stops the game for longer periods of time. And it's something I want to touch on in a little bit is the amount of added time at the end of games in the Premier League currently. Mm-hmm. It's something that we discussed before the season started. But it's, it's getting exactly, right. what yeah. I, exactly what I said before the season started was that it's ridiculous. And it's, it's coming to fruition. And finally, I'm saying something right ahead of time because I'm proving myself wrong every episode. It's in. <laughs> but uh, at least I got one. Um, Welcome so, back. I mean, the results are now long past. Let's go into the fixtures coming up this weekend. No, no, we're not going to up. Marco is... We're, Marco. It's finished. Can, don't, can you don't see what worry. Marco is doing? Glenn? Don't, don't worry. I allowing him to do that. Don't worry what happened. <laughs> don't, don't worry about what happened. <laughs> Con- congratulations that? to Arsenal for beating Manchester United. I thought they were, I mean, Brighton. Brighton. Which week are you in? My, my men. Wait, wait, wait. Who beat Brighton? Brighton beat Manchester United. Where, and Ar- Where did they beat them? <laughs> it was last weekend, man. It was a long time ago. Uh, this weekend they just passed. I mean, Brighton. Yeah, last congratulations to them. The 3 1 win. But here's an interesting thing with that, though. Yeah, right? no, no. They didn't just beat them. They mopped the floor with them. Guys, we, Thank need, you, we, we no, are wait, short on time. Wait, wait, no, no. Granted, granted. <laughs> Why? We are short on time. There's two things that uh, I, I want us to look at. Lenny's going to be very brief. <laughs> no, like he's really trying to sweep this under the carpet. Yes, yeah, speak. All right. If you look at Ten Hag, run mm-hmm. right last season this season 
first five games last season, he won three in the first five. Lost two. And then zero draws. In those five games, he was playing against Brighton, Brentford, Liverpool, Southampton and Leicester. Of which Brighton was one of the teams that actually defeated him in that. It's the last team to get a win at Old Trafford, yes. Yes. This season, Ten Hag, two wins, three defeats in his first five. Is this not a similar trajectory or leg thereof? Because trajectory is when you go up, right? Mm. Yes. So a leg thereof. In what has been a trend when it comes to Man United managers that go over a season and they go into a next season. It's a downward trajectory, just to correct you there, because okay. I have to be right about something. Okay. But uh, oh, wow. look, I think there's a cultural issue at the club. There's no shortage of information or news stories on the troubles that Man United are having. You look at Anthony, you look at Jaden Sancho, you look at what happened with Mason Greenwood, obviously, before in the past. You look at the Harry Maguire issues. There's... Endless news about the cultural issues that are facing Manchester United off of the pitch. There's also a full, full bag of injuries facing Manchester United at the moment. Do you blame Eric Ten Hag directly? Sure, I think he needs to stand up and be counted for his failings. I think uh, in the transfer window, he's made a lot of appointments that were completely his decision, that perhaps he needed the support of a sporting director because he seems to just sort of go into the market and pick up players that used to play for him and then he seems to try and force that to work even when it's clearly Mm. not working. Mm. I've had my words about Anthony several times on this show and it seems like Ten Hag is desperate for that to work because it's his boy instead of trying alternatives, right? And um, so, yes, sure, he's the Manchester United's problems aren't managerial. And I think that's what you're getting at is that every manager since Sir Alex Ferguson has had issues. And it's been a different batch of players from what David Moyes had. I don't, I don't think there's even one still left in the squad. Jones? That was uh, Phil Jones is now a coach for the under-18s, so he's mm. no longer part of the Manchester United squad. Um, sorry, man. Uh, you, um, you had him in defence over the weekend. Um, 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 he um, just um. came back uh, from Leicester, eh? The guy came from Leicester. Yes, that's who I'm referring to. Uh, Johnny Evans. Johnny but Evans, okay, sorry, But he was Jones, never a David Johnny Moyes Evans. player. He was a okay. Sir Alex Ferguson player. Uh, but he is from that era still. Yeah, but guys, Johnny Evans is old. He's just in filling fact, numbers In fact, isn't there. he the last Academy United player to actually break into the starting 11 and consistently stay there ever since he left? There hasn't... Oh, and Rashford. Ever since uh, the two of them, there hasn't really been any... Academy gr- players? Academy that- graduates that came up and literally lit up the ah. United starting 11. Interesting. Alejandro Garnacho? Lit up the starting eleven. Oops. Ganache is only uh, doing that now. Lit. Ganache, said lit. <laughs> but but Johnny Evans didn't come in and play every game at centre back. Johnny Evans was no, uh, granted, Marcus he, Rashford is is the best example of a United Academy player being a real first choice player since the class of ninety two, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Of like Ryan Giggs's, David Beckham's, Nicky Butts, uh, Gary Neville's players who played week in, week out. But Johnny Evans was not that player. He played a lot of games for Man United, mm-hmm. but, he's but not, Evans he was, was not. there during the honey days. Yes, but he's an old man. That's why he was there during the honey days. <laughs> <laughs> he's old. 
<laughs> it this. was a long time ago, Lynn. So he's a throwback. <laughs> he's a throwback. TBT. Guys, but uh, he's still there. We, we don't have much time. Okay. I want to get into this weekend's uh, fixtures. fixtures. Yeah. Because uh, let, let's go through all of them because it is the Premier League and we still have some Champions League to talk about and we've run out of time, to That's be honest. You, yeah. uh, Crystal Palace versus Fulham. Crystal Palace at home. Both pretty good sides, both uh, off the backs of uh, fair results uh, in terms of where they expect to be. Of course, Fulham beating Luton at home Mm -hmm. in their last fixture, but Crystal Palace losing to Aston Villa, which is a very different set of games. Aston Villa, obviously, high-flying Luton Town, one of my biggest favourites to go down. Uh, Crystal Palace at home against Fulham. Tepi? Crystal Palace against Fulham at home. Um, so when I'm looking at the head-to-head stats, and you can also get that on Betway, by the way, the last encounter they had was on the 20th of May. It was a 2-2 draw. Um, Fulham won in 2022 against them 3-0. It's probably going to be a draw for me. I don't see them being um, great. Con- they don't necessarily come out with big results when they play against each other. So I'm saying a draw for this one. Oh, Crystal Palace, they're at home. Mm. They need to get back to winning ways. I'm mm-hmm. going to go with Crystal mm-hmm. Palace. Well, wishes to Roy Hodgson, who's taken ill. He might not be there for this game. Um, So best wishes to him. He's uh, been an absolute servant of the Premier League in years gone by. And uh, our best wishes to him Um, might affect the players a little bit. But I still expect Crystal Palace to to be just ever so slightly too strong for Fulham. Did you know that he used to play his football in South Africa? I did not know that. Oh, is it? Where? For Highlands Park, I think. Wow. There's a team, I think it's Highlands Park or a city team or but he used to play football in South Africa actually. Oh, that's uh, cool. Roy Hodgson. Oh, so as a player back in the sixties or seventies or something like that. Uh it could have been Highlands Park. It, I think it is Highlands Park. Berea Park, sorry. It oh, is a Berea. park, but a Berea Park. It's okay. Berea Park, not Highlands. Sorry, Berea Park. Good stuff, oh. Lynn. Good yeah. stuff. Thank you. But for that. Um, based on the absence of uh, good old Roy, um, I genuinely think Fulham for the win. Okay. Um, Luton Town hosting Wolves. Ah. Hey, those two, hey. <laughs> That's why I feel Both so. concerning. <laughs> Uh, Luton getting into the feel of things I think they are playing better football but I, it does seem like too much of a step up for them yeah the and also League. Wolves they just scores first and they can't maintain the game they can't manage the game you know I think I'm going to go for the draw for that one okay uh, I'm not going to ask Super Sub for this one Manchester City hosting Nottingham Forest please don't ah, it's Forest Standard. City to win Standard. For the Luton game, I actually I, I I would go for both teams to score. Whether it's a draw or a win, I don't know, but both teams to score. Wolves is going to win this one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm placing uh, my bet as we speak. Actually. Hey, man, they can win 2-1, 3-1, Both teams to score. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do an overs even on Manchester City. I think they'll score a couple against Nottingham Forest. They'll win by more than two goals. Ah, nice. So I think 2.5 overs. With all the At home against have- Forest? I'll go Forest, Forest on bed. They were at home against Rutsta Belgrade. They yeah. only managed three. And I think I bet... 3-1. Uh, I bet... For my second half performance because the first no, half... Fair enough. Wasn't. But like you saw how bad the goalkeeping was. Well, the 
first two goals that came in, but that's a story we'll get for to, another day. We'll get to Champions League so, in a little yeah, bit. But, um, uh, look, City win, straight, straight City win. Brentford versus Everton. Everton. I fancy Brentford at home. There's Everton free-falling. Triple seven. <laughs> oh, I'm saying triple seven because that's the consortium that's in the bit to actually... And the thing about and Brentford... I want to ask Marcus something. And seven yeah. losses in a row or what? <laughs> something like that, yeah. I know we're doing the picks, but I would just have this in my mind. And, and I wanted to ask you guys... It, it, with Everton struggles, and if you look at how where they are sitting on the log, and if you look at Chelsea as well, are we going to absolve uh, Frank Lampard at some point? To be honest, Frank, I, I was a big fan of Frank Lampard's career as a player. Mm. And I thought he did a very good job at Derby County in his first, first team management job. Since then, it has been so extremely poor and devastating to sides. It is. The complete loss in confidence with his very poor record as a manager. Everton, Chelsea, he, he did so poorly. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But could it, be, could it be the structures within Chelsea and structures within all those shortcomings those two teams had? Could have they played a factor? Because also the current manager seems to be struggling. Here's so something interesting. Since Todd Boyley took over Chelsea, right? Uh, Thomas Tuchel was the manager. First five games before he got sacked. Well, when he started the 22-23 season, uh, subsequently, I think after his first six games, he got sacked. But on the basis of balance, I will look at the first five games each. Thomas won two, drew one, lost two. He played against Everton, Spurs, Leeds, Leicester, and uh, Southampton. Graham Potter, who subsequently replaced him, his first five games, he won three, drew two, no losses. Okay. He played Palace, Wolves, Brentford, Villa, and Manchester United, which was one of the draws. Frank Lampard won one, lost 4-0. I mean, won one, lost 4-0 draws. Uh, it was against Wolves, Brighton, Arsenal, Brentford, and Bournemouth. Pochettino won one, drew two, lost two. There's a level of consistency in terms of return of points. And, and this is since Todd Boyley took over. For me, I think Chelsea wear the number of goals that you expect them to score in a game on the front of their shirt. They used to be sponsored by three, and you'd think, hey, Chelsea going to score three. three today. Now there's nothing there. <laughs> so there's zero. nothing but coming. But let, let's leave it at that. <laughs> yeah? let's, I just, it was yeah. just interesting for because me. Because if too. you yeah. look at the different, just, a, uh, just a, a, a 10, 15 seconds, if you look at the difference in, 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 in ownership or whoever it is that owns the club, mm -hmm. I don't think since the start of last season to this season, Tuchel, Potter, Lampard, Poch. There is no way Roman Abramovich would have had four coaches in that short space of time. At best, two. An interim and from he last was season. Still, and he was still known for getting rid of yeah, the Yeah, he was very games. brutal. He, yeah, so I think Todd yeah, Bowley was uh, stuck sorry, longer than most expected with Graham Potter. But his return in terms of points is higher than everybody else because his first five, he won three and he didn't last long. And I don't understand what the reason was to get rid of him because also it was still his first season. They were probably expecting even more, but it just it seems as yeah. though it's just Look, worse. they had just won the Champions League, hey? Mm. 
with Tuchel, who with got Tuchel. sacked in the first five games. So there's the mistake. Or six. Let's uh, let's move on. Manchester yeah. United traveling to Burnley in the Premier League. Burnley. We already know what's going to happen. I just had to say that. Sounded right. Uh, yeah, look, Man United's fortunes looking very poor. Rasmus Hoyland oh, did get his first uh, goal for the club. They form. Yeah, but Burnley has been against Bayern Munich in the Champions League, but obviously that game's still going the way we expected. Do you think with the Man United dilemma? Sorry, um, I know we mentioned a bit of it. The absence of, and I think that's what Brighton was so very good at doing. They almost stretched out their back four to not allow or to neutralize what was supposed to be wing play from United, which was non-existent because you didn't really have an enforcer wing, winger who was coming at the Brighton defense. Yes, well, Marcus Rashford, because he's not had a number nine to supply really in mm-hmm. the last few years at Manchester United. United haven't had a, a real number nine striker. Mm-hmm. We were relying on Martial, who's injured more than he's not. Uh, you're looking at the, the the Dutch player Veghorst, who wasn't a real quality number nine to supply. So Marcus Rashford got all his goals coming in on his right foot and having a shot. Brighton seemed to like ever so slightly nullify that from Marcus Rashford, uh, who perhaps needs to, now that Hoyland's in the side, adjust his game and look more interested in delivering crosses. Bruno Fernandes was deployed on the right wing, who we yeah. know he's not a winger. Um, which uh, Ten Hag adjusted for the Wednesday night game against Bayern Munich, which it's it's Bayern Munich, so let's let's I'm not dig best. too it's much in it. Well, th- there's no hoping for the best. Len, it it went poorly, but Hoyland did get his first goal. Um, and, but he adjusted that and he went with Pelistri on the right wing, uh, which I think might be something to do in the Premier League as well. Let's move on to Sunday's fixtures. And this is the big one and the one to look at for the weekend. Arsenal versus Spurs. Arsenal at home. Good record in the North London derby. Tepi, give us the head-to-head in that one. Um, so we are talking Arsenal and, Arsenal Spurs. and Spurs. Give me give me one second. I'll give you now. It's a big match, by the way. Whew, so the head-to-head match um, between Arsenal and Spurs in the past five encounters, I'm going to go back all the way to 2021. It was a 1-0 win for Ars- um, for Tottenham. Um, and in 2021, once again, they had an encounter. And Arsenal winning 3-1 against Tottenham. In 2022, we had Arsenal once again go up, up against um, um, Tottenham and Tottenham won. So as it stands, it's 3 to 1. 2022, we had another Arsenal 3 to 1 um, win for, that was in 2022. The most recent match was on the 15th of January and it was an Arsenal 2 0 win. So as it stands, it seems as though Arsenal Tottenham has, has had two wins and mm-hmm. Arsenal has had three. So it's 3 to 2. In the last five games. So, and Arsenal historically have a good record in the London, North London derby. They are the slightly better side. This yes, and they tend to do very well at home. In fact, for the past five matches, but both teams unbeaten goal. in the Premier League. Yeah. No, two, two of the four sides that are currently still unbeaten. Mm-hmm. I expect there to, to be three sides unbeaten at the end of this game. So Same it's here. City? I, do, I don't think this is a draw. Okay, so no, it hardly ever becomes a draw uh, mm. with the London Derby. Uh, Never. Sorry, um, but then again, you take into account that, and we spoke about this just prior to the season starting, that you've got a Spurs team that has rested the whole week, no European commitments, none whatsoever. Yep. And Arsenal, who welcomed uh, PSV 
Yes, they beat them convincingly, granted. Yeah, it was a good win. But a lot of their first-team players were involved in that game. I don't know if uh, David Raya is going to be used as a keeper or is it going to be revert back to Aaron Ramsdale. Um, but because of the excitement of going back into the Champions League, Ateta went with a very strong team. Spurs showed that, hey, give me 12 minutes, I'll show you what I can do. Uh, just give me 12 minutes and I will no win cap. the game. I mean, they came back against uh, Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, so Sheffield United. Not so you're going for Spurs? It's at the Emirates. No, no, I'm saying advantage and rested legs are more with Spurs. Okay. But home ground vibe, advantage. Home is ground Arsenal. advantage is with Arsenal. Mm. Arsenal What's your should, peak? Eh? I want your peak. Peak, dog. <laughs> um, both teams to score. Who's Arsenal winning? to win. I see Both Arsenal winning score. this one. Hey, you can you can This is okay. my bet way, Baba. Okay. 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 I'm going to go with Tottenham to win that one. Nice. I see Arsenal winning this one. In fact, when they play at home, they tend to do exceptionally well. It's surprising when they lost against, um, um drew against Fulham. Toughest, but, toughest yeah. call of the weekend. Yeah. I, I want to skip it, but I can't. Uh, I'm betting on all the Premier League fixtures for this match week. And I'm going to back a marginal Arsenal win. Uh, Brighton at home to Bournemouth. I think we all no, bright, know what's easy. coming it's a there. Is uh, I think we know what's happening at Stamford Bridge on Sunday at three o'clock. Aston Villa going to the give Chelsea. a bit of a Chelsea. dribbing to Chelsea. Uh, I don't. I don't, I don't expect Chelsea to even <laughs> score. Um, I Chelsea. <laughs> Liverpool at home at Anfield. This is the other big game of the weekend. Yep. To West Ham. It's a draw for me. I'm going for West Ham. Uh, Tepi. I'm going for Liverpool. Because uh, Antonio said, I'm going to show them. I'm going for Liverpool. You you think... Hey, he, he, said, he said he does not see Liverpool who, for nothing. Who am I to argue with uh, Mikel Antonio? Exactly. Uh, I will. Uh, Liverpool win. And Newcastle United against Sheffield United, travelling all the way to Sheffield. Newcastle, poor vein of form. Uh, Newcastle losing their opening Champions League fixture, uh, no, no, drawing, drew, drew, drawing their opening Champions League fixture. Sorry, uh, it looked like they lost against AC Milan because Newcastle went there. I don't know how they got the result. So um, that a is a wrap up of the meet. upcoming Premier League fixtures, guys. We'll get into more of this tomorrow because we have to wrap up the show. Mm. We'll talk about the Champions League, which just went past. Thank you, ballers, for joining us on this one. This has been Onside ZA, powered by Betway Getway More. Remember to use the affiliate code Onside ZA when joining on the Betway app. Big thank you to Supersub, Len Moleko, Tepi Worldwide, and thank you to you all. Please, discussion points. Uh, I, I was trying to get us down under time. Can't do it. We talk too much well here. Well done, though. You but really accomplished great I, things today. I really today. did try. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much. Comment down below. Continue the discussion. And we'll see you tomorrow for the MTN8 semi-final. Mamalodi Sundowns, Kaiser Chiefs. Whoop, Let's whoop. do this. Whatever you do. Bet your way with Betway and get way more. And We're stay out. On, and stay, stay on side. side. <laughs> Don't be offside, guys. <laughs> 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 <laughs>